Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast, where personal growth simply isn't enough. I'm your host, Mark Cordone, a positive psychology coach, a do-gooder from the island of misfit toys who founded the Joy Revolution. Each week, I'll wrap with an extraordinary guest doing extraordinary things through their own revolutionary work to talk about the ups, downs, and all-arounds of life. It's my mission to provoke and empower you through increased joy and inspire you to spark your own revolution to change history for the better. Welcome to the most serious happiness podcast in this multiverse. Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about depression then, right? Now with something like hip- hypnotherapy and NLP, you said, I wish that I had known about it. Does that, does that actually ch- change mental health? Well, I think that we have to be very careful here, right? Like when someone is in the depths of depression, yeah, therapy and medication, you know, followed with your doctor is part of it, but it's a really important part. I would never myself never treat anybody who was in the state that I was in with hypnotherapy because it's not appropriate because there there has to be more. What makes it not appropriate? Pardon? What makes it well, not because appropriate? Because depression is can be a chemical imbalance, Right. 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 So you need to figure that piece out first. Can it help alongside? For sure. Like like the same way that, you know, for for uh, current mental health, uh, one of the best uh, uh, ways to recover from a a mental health bout is uh, um, a combination of medicine and uh, psychotherapy. Right. Right. So it's it's like when it's used, you know, when when we first get the chemicals imbalance balanced. Right. Now let's go start looking at the the behavior and the functioning and, and all exactly. that kind of stuff. Let's let's talk to the unconscious. Exactly, exactly. And for my for myself, okay. I you know, if anybody comes to me and they they have a diagnosis of depression, I need to have a referral from their family doctor that says it's okay for this. Okay. And most family, I mean, I've okay. so far so good, right? Like most family doctors are like, okay, that's a good plan. Yeah, I I think that's pretty cool. I I mean, the reason why I'm saying that is I I think you know my stance on uh, people who coaches primarily who work with people who are traumatized. I'm very much anti coaches. Doing that work, yeah. I, I'm I'm for the psychiatrists doing yeah. that work, but also at the same time, like when you know the kind of the boundaries that I know that it will help here, or I know that it will help in tandem, then you are creating uh, a community of care in which there's specialists working on different right, things. Exactly. You know, yeah, it, uh, my therapist thinks very highly about me uh, doing an NLP and a hypnotherapy Good. course. Um, he was actually the one who gave me my voice will go with you. Awesome. Um, and and he, he thinks that that positive psychology and and those two things can can be combined. Now it's not to replicate what he does, right. but at the same time, it could work in a different mod, uh, in using it in a different modality and a different acuity. Of right. Something. Right. Like I look at it with okay. like with any physical right. Like it's a with mental health. It's just like physical health. You see a chiropractor. You see a massage therapist. You see a physio. Right. Like you see all of those people for overall wellness. Why can't we do that yeah. with our mental health? But first, we have to get 
the one piece stable. Yeah, I I hope we get to do that to with our mental health. That's why I do the yeah. work that I do. Um and uh you know, it was just World War II that kind of set it yeah. off. Uh you know, and it was all hands on deck there for 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 uh pathology, yeah. but we'll get it yeah. correct. Um I, I wanted to throw this out there cuz it sounds like there's another uh string of pearls yeah. that when you were telling your story, you've only just t- told two rounds of your yep. story. Right. And so, uh, by the way, when, when you were talking to your psy- psychiatrist, was that 2015? Oh, no, that was two th- Oh, that was 1990. So this was before all the oh, big Oh, yeah, that was before all the big shit happened. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we can get to that big shit hitting the fan. Um, because... One of the other pearls that you talked about, you were talking about, you talked about guilt a lot, right? And shame, but also at the same time, like from that kind of uh, nurturer, caregiver standpoint, I heard a lot of fear coming from you. Um, And and so it sounds like that was, that was a pearl that, that was a pearl that, that, that you had discovered and unraveled as well. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about that fear. Okay. What source in this lifetime or was it? Um, and it was um, so the fear when I did the, um, the the releasing of the negative emotions took me to a previous life where I was that social justice okay. warrior where I used my voice. So in this life, I stopped using my voice like I sh- I could have because yeah, bad things happen when I use my voice. You know, and in 2015, which is I kind of call the year from hell, um, (laughs) because that was the year that I lost my career, my dog, my mom, my ex-husband had his first heart attack. Um, I traveled back and forth to British Columbia to see my mom six times. And it's like a five hour trip each time I went six times. My daughter was pregnant with her first child. My son, whose mental health was in the toilet, right? But I was, again, being pulled in all of those places because I was the caregiver. And if I didn't do all of those things, somebody was going to get hurt. And that was my fear. So I just did all of those things to make sure everybody was okay. So you kind of took on you, you you took on the 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 role of like a mama who lived in the shoe yeah. had so many things yeah she didn't know what to do and it's this is the term I've I've heard you use but it's like you tried to to bubble wrap yes <laughs> to keep them from 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 getting harmed I mean that's fear oh, right there sure. man for sure. you know like yeah I mean it's not you 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 didn't technically bubble wrap them I wanted like, to if I had to bubble wrap, I would have. <laughs> But it backfired. But I mean, that's that's staying up at at night. Those are things that keep yeah. you up. Like I I I, I worry if so and so is yeah. gonna make it make through. Yeah. And 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 what's okay. the, when the phone okay. rings? Who's on the other end? Is it somebody to tell me I have to pick up somebody who's dead? Right? Like that was the mm. fear I lived under. And so when I when I talk about the bubble wrap, I really honestly wanted to specifically my husband at that point, because, you know, in his family history, you know, all the men had died at 56 of heart attacks. So and he'd had his and he'd survived. And I was like, all right, he's going to make it to the end. So I'm going to wrap him in bubble wrap to keep him safe, which he did not want. But I didn't see it. (laughs) I didn't see it. He just wanted to live his life. But because I wanted to keep him safe, I started to try to really control everything. And that was kind of the beginning of the end of my marriage, you know, Um, you know, and then my 
grandson was born and my daughter was quite ill afterwards. And, you know, my son, of course, was still, his mental health is still, yeah, I don't even know where mm-hmm. to begin with that. That's a whole other story, you know? And so it was. I don't think hypnotists and NLP folks can work on their family. No, no. <laughs> um, but he, but, you know, we, we got through that that summer and it was like Christmas in January and it was like, okay, it's 2016. Things are going to get better. But no, no. Yeah. the universe decided, no, I don't think so, Fiona. Not quite yet. And that's when my husband was diagnosed okay. with PTSD. And that, my friends, is a fucking horrible place to be. <laughs> Just saying it. Because as someone who was trying to help someone with PTSD, I was totally lost. I had no clue how to help him. And so Hmm. that's when that bubble wrap became the plastic bubble that I wanted to put him in. I wanted to put him in that plastic bubble so that no bad thing could ever, ever happen to him again. And again, that backfired because that's not what he wanted. And so it just unraveled. unraveled. Yeah. Life unraveled for me, but looking at it now, it was probably the best thing that ever could have happened to me. The best thing. You know, it's really, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I wonder what his uh, childlike was like, because it it sounds like two inner childs, ch- children. Oh, yeah. Playing. In that situation, right? Like, he's kind of like this, like, I don't need no nurturing, right? Like this kind of kid. And, and, and you're kind of uh, like, no, I need to control the situation. I need to, this needs, to, the, if, if not, something bad will happen. Right. I worry about you, blah, blah, blah. It, it's like, it, it's like two very small children. That, that's total, like, un, unconscious yeah. stuff coming out there. But I didn't know. And, and, and yeah, when, when two people start changing, it's, it, and that control comes in, like, yeah, and you're not talking as adults. Yeah. Shit starts going yeah. wild. Um, but ultimately, what was I, I know that the the, the relationship you you y'all divorced. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the PTSD, in terms of your mental health, in terms of uh, the family stuff, how how did things go after the divorce? Was was it? Did it get easier to to let go some some of that? Um, for me, yes. I, you know. But- so that energy was around your yes, husband. Yes. But I, okay. I'm here to tell you that divorce has an impact on children, no matter how old they are. You know, how old are your uh, my daughter will be 30 this year and my son is 28. So they are struggling with this, uh, you know. Um, but again, that's not my story to share. So um, but just just know this, that. I am here for them no matter what. And I, but I'm also very mindful that I don't go into that controlling mode. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly where I was going to go. I was like, this is really interesting because, um, you could go right back. You could go right back into the controlling mode, but the work that I've done for myself and the insight that I have is like, okay, so last time I did that bad shit happened. So now, and you're adults. They're adults. So I have to let them do this. I'm here for them whenever, however they need, but I can't put a bandaid on it for them. Have they noticed that you show up differently? Um, I think so. I think so. My son will call okay. me and he, he starts telling me and I, he's like, and I'm like, okay, first of all, am I here as your mother or am I here as your uh, Fiona, the social worker? And he'll tell me which one. Mm. And so oh, wow. if he's like, I need to ask my mom, I'm like, then what the fuck do you think you're doing? Why are you being so stupid? Blah, 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 blah. 
Um, but if he needs me just to, you know, just to provide him with that safe space and then I can use my social work sure. skills, my coaching skills, right? Like I can do all of those things to help him that way. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that, um, do you think that that control piece was, um, some of the things that you learned in, in social work gone, like, like turned up a little bit too loud? Oh, probably. I mean, the, the type of social work I did was child protection. So I had to control families. Mm, yep. Right. Like I, I told parents what they could and could not do to keep mm. their, in order to keep their kids safe. And if they didn't do the things that I told them to do, I removed their children. And it is not something mm. that I'm proud of because I think it could have been done so much so differently, but that was the role I was in. And that was what was expected of me. Mm. Usually, usually I would, uh, I would expect you to say something noble about social care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So but like, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not asking for you to say something noble. If no, you no. I, but, but like, how do you, if, if day in day out, that's how you feel, you know, that's not that, great. You didn't know? feel that way when I started. Okay. When I started. Yeah. That's like the same thing when I started higher education. I was like, yeah. no, I loved, yeah. I loved what I did. And then I, I saw some systematic yeah. problems. There. And I clearly remember the day because after I left the, the, my 15 year career, I did a two year career with a, a foster care agency. And I clearly remember the moment, the exact moment when I was like, I am done. I was driving this young woman to the hospital because she'd been sexually assaulted. It was Easter weekend and I was angry at her. I was angry at her that I was spending my Easter weekend with her rather than my family. I knew I was going to be at the hospital till late. And then it was like, Oh my God, Fiona, this kid needs someone who cares about her because I didn't care. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say that, but if I, if I had kept going, I would not have helped her at all. But I was I don't care what happened to you. I really don't. I can't care anymore. And then that had the trickle down effect. I can't, I don't care about my foster parents. I don't care about my staff. I don't care about any of that stuff. And while it felt like this was a three and a half hour conversation in my head, it was probably 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, 30 seconds is long exactly. enough to poison the well, exactly. baby. <laughs> so then I, I did my thing with this young lady. And the next day I made a decision that I was done and I put my notice in and I was done and I, because I just couldn't be, I couldn't be the person that they needed me to be. And they deserved someone much better. Yeah. Was there any kind of uh shame in there in, in terms of turning in your papers and, and being like, I'm done. Uh, no, I think or, it was, was there a little relief. There? It was relief that I didn't okay. have to do this. So, so you were moving in in a direction that was somewhat like you were, you were getting out of uh, th that energy of being yes. like, I should give a shit about this right now. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Th th that's, that's pretty hardcore stuff you, you've had to see yeah. to, to harden up like that. Oh, yeah. right? Um, and, and then also at the same time to experience someone who full on has PTSD, yep. you know, um, was that, was that dangerous for you? Um, I never felt unsafe. No. Um, uh -huh. but I did was always walking on eggshells. Is, is, is if I do this, will it trigger him? If I do that, will he have an episode? And because like, so you, you're walking on eggshells to not right? Because then if he gets if he has an episode, and I, I I don't know how to help him, I can't control it. Gotcha. 
because it was gotcha. the control piece for me, right? So I, I guess I was walking on eggshells around myself as well. Okay. Was there ever a time where, where you were, or during that time, did you ever look back to your childhood and be like, this is what I, I got? Like, I, I this is what my life is, is going to be. And, and I dreamt of it being so, so much different when, uh, you know, in, in terms of almost you being this, uh, the, this kid who could kind of figure shit out on her own. Right. And very early stage. And then, then the person like, uh, how do you figure out PTSD? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, what, what, what kind of, like what? What kind of emotions were you going through there? Oh, um, was it the shame, guilt, or, or was it just like the, the feelings of utter failure? There, there, there was a over? huge failure. I failed as a wife. I failed as a social worker. I failed as anything I touched my hand to. I failed. That's how I felt. Mm. Right. I know now that I didn't fail as a wife. He he had an illness, but he also made a choice to end our marriage. Not me. He made that choice. Would you, and if, uh, if he never made that choice, would you, you know what, would you probably, we would probably still be married, but it wouldn't be a good marriage. I can tell you. (laughs) I would say it'd be, it would be fucked after. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it wouldn't be a good marriage because he actually did me, gave me a gift. And I will, I, as much and I won't say what I'm going to say. Um, he gave me a gift in a divorce because he pulled the plug before I could. And the fear was that maybe I couldn't have, and I would have been this miserable old woman. Right. Mm -hmm. So for all the other shit that goes on, he gave me a gift of the life that I have now or the beginning of the life I have now. Mm. Okay. So what did that, the beginning actually look like the end of everything? I fucked up every, every single construct you can think of. I fucked it up. Yes. Yes. I had, I was going to be like, when I left home, I was going to find my husband. I was going to do that thing, live the life that my mom had. Didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Had kids. I was like, I love my kids to death. I don't want to be a stay at home parent. And now I know it's because I didn't have anybody to teach me how to be the kind of stay at home parent that I wanted to be. I could clean the house and do the things, but I didn't interact with my kids, which is not what I wanted, right? I wanted to be part of my kids' lives. So when I went back to work part-time, the time I was with them was all about them. So I had the best of both worlds there. And then, you know, kids grow up, you know, they move out, they start their lives. And then it's like, okay, now we have our lives to live, husband, and that goes away. Because outside circumstances and choices that we make. Yeah. So I got a cat. <laughs> Shit. That's what I did. The day he was out, I'm not going to ask what part of the body it's No, no, no. That cat's no longer with me. But I got that cat the day he moved out. Oh. And I named her Freedom. Okay. Because okay. she was my freedom. It, like it was very like this this moment, right? Like I rescued her, she rescued me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So okay, here we go. One shit show after yeah. another, tumbling face forward in circles, basically, right? Um, 
uh, we worked at uh, a foster care agency for a while. We were we were we were social worker for fifteen years. We we're uh, a mother, a wife, coaching now. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> now is is this something is it was this something next door to the pet store where you got freedom <laughs> was it, <laughs> no what happened was is I, I i was starting to lose my my mental health was starting to tank again and and I saw a post on Facebook about chakras and I was like, I have no idea what a chakra is, but what the hell? Let's see what it happens. And it happened to be of someone who I know uh, who was doing this and she was starting this business. And I'm like, all right, we'll do this. And she read my chakras and she nailed everything. I was hiding. I was isolating. I wasn't using my voice. I was sliding into depression. Like she, and we hadn't talked in years and she just read my energy and got this. And I was like, oh, okay, so there's something to this. So then I started working with her. I hired her as a coach and I did a program with her. So you went in kind of open-minded, but like, uh, we'll see yeah. what it is. It can't be worse than exactly. therapy. <laughs> because I'd done all the therapy. I'd done the medication. I'd done the therapy. I yeah. like, I had not, there was nothing more to do. Until I found this coach and she, she really helped me kind of unblock energetically, you know, all of my chakras and get me to a place. And then, and then it was okay. So what do I do next? And then, you know, like many coaches, we go through this, I'm going to coach this. I'm going to coach that. I'm going to coach this. I'm going to wait until you find the thing that lights you up. And I did that. And at one point I was like, screw this. I'm going back to work. I'm never doing this again. And I worked for a year. And now I'm back to coaching full time. I have this program that I'm creating. I'm create, working on another one. And I've got my, my hypnotherapy was the thing that really struck that match. Yeah. Yeah. I just love yeah. it. Hey, it's Mark. I hope you're digging the Golden Mike podcast. If you have or are just starting your own revolution fueled by joy, there's a site I created for you. If you, like me, believe that personal growth is simply not enough, if you, like me, are committed to changing history for the better in both micro and macro ways, check out joyrevolution.com. In there, you'll find an archive of our over 200 Golden Mike Live Facebook shows and, of course, our podcast that you're currently listening to. Check out the blogs highlighting how positive psychology and joy theory apply to your everyday life. There's even some cool clips from our Joy Revolution course geared towards influencers, speakers, writers, and change agents. It's all there. Go to joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Let's get back to the episode. And and the thing was, was uh, when, uh, you know, like one of the cool things uh, being a part of this really uh, nascent, vastly accelerating um, uh, uh, kind of 
conscious identity that you have um, is, you know, uh, we as a group, we've talked about sort of what have our struggles been and, and uh, you know, what, what, what do we, uh, you know, what, what is it that we have to offer the world? Almost like our backstory is, is the prequel to our joy right. revolution. Right. And, and I, I know one of the things that I, I never really, really pushed you to be on the show because I knew that one of the big things that you you would always bring up was, um, and we can delete this, but Joe Fern uh, be on standby <laughs> if she wants to delete it. Um, was uh, the fact that you saw yourself as this person who didn't have a yeah. story. You're like, I'm just a white lady. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What do you mean? You're just a white lady. Yeah. Uh, but you're like, I, I didn't, struggle with queer identity or i'm not a person of color i'm not i didn't do this i didn't do that and 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 now it's 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 so much different how much of the 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 story uh you take ownership of and also that you don't allow it to repeat the story you don't you know it's whatever it is. It's your story. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it, but it, it can't be. I, I just remember the first time you, you were like, you're almost guilty being like, why should I have a chapter in the joy revolution? Uh, like I've got nothing to like, yeah. remember, do you remember you, you yourself? Yes, I do. I do. I do. And, and because okay. I thought, I thought like when I wrote my story, I was like, oh, this is just somebody whining and complaining about bad shit that happens, right? That's how I felt. I don't any lo- any longer because now I know that this, my story is just as important and just as impactful as anybody else's story. And it's my story, you know, and I survived a whole lot of shit. Yeah. 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 A lot of shoes dropped. Yes. Yes, <laughs> they did. Like, you were the Imelda Marcos of, like, people who had shoes and they all dropped. Just when I thought, you know, life was going to be okay, then boom, there goes another one. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. I could have so easily gotten stuck in that grief, right? Grief of the law, the life that yeah. I, losing the life I thought I had. But I chose not yeah. to. Well, now I want to I throw this out, out there now um, because it's very it, – it's apparent. Uh, it's apparent you can see how much you've, you've claimed your story, how much um, uh, work that you've, you've done. And a lot of it is, has been, okay, now I'm, I'm coming out of these patterns that are disruptive. Yeah. Right? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, I'm coming out of these patterns that are disruptive. What does sort of the uh, Fiona 3.0 version look like? Because I know that I, if it's like positive psychology, I know that you can use this not only to get you out of some really shitty things that keep these patterns that keep duplicating themselves, but you can really put yourself into these new situations in which you never dreamed you thought you could do. So... Like, what does this new story look like that you're writing? Oh, wow. So my new story is, you know, I, I am 56 years old. 
I carry a few extra pounds. I have gray hair. I have wrinkles. But damn it, those are She's all. She's still mo- the best Hooters waitress ever. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those things, like they're mine, and and I am damn proud of the person I have become. You know, I am. Mm. You know, I work part time at a winery because I love it. You know, yeah, that's I, pretty badass. I have all the, you know, I have all the same worries that everybody else has. You know, am I going to pay my rent this month? I don't know. I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, right? Like all of those worries that are there, I still have them. But the difference is now, I choose to say, yeah, it'll be okay. I'm not worried. Hmm. I'm just, you know, what? Right, yeah, like, I, yeah, I have to work on my feet, slug and wine, right? That's okay. Sure. I maybe have to go back and get a full time job. I don't know. But whatever happens, I will be okay with it because I'm at that mm. point in my life where if more bad shit happens, I have way more strength and skills and moxie to manage mm. it. It will not ever look like it did in 2015, ever. Mm. Mm. That's the gift. Yeah. That's the gift. Have you thought about what would happen if it went down again? Like, uh, do you have like uh, an emergency pull this ripcord, uh, you know, like plan? Uh, if I mean, obviously the um, uh, you know the marriage isn't gonna isn't there anymore, but uh, you, you still got kids, and, and you said that they're at certain places with things, and yeah. you know. Um, you know, it's very real that, um, you know, when you're establishing a, a, a business that money would be something that, you know, you're 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 at a place of figuring out and, and yeah. reaching a new normal on. Um, but but have you thought about like, OK, what does this look like to start slipping or or do you do you have a catch all now where it, you just don't slip? It's these new habits. It, yeah. It, it, the new habits. You know, the, the new habits yeah. um, are, are there. I'm so much more positive than I've ever been in my whole life. I, I you know, people mm. often say, Fiona, take those goddamn rose colored glasses off. Life is not that good. And I'm like, but why can't it be? It can be this good. <laughs> I like my rose colored glasses. The, and life can be good if you choose to receive it. Just make the choice. Yeah. I can, I could be living in my, I could be in my crappy little two-bedroom apartment with a dog and a cat and a no job and blah, 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 blah. Or I can be in this beautiful, bright, airy two-bedroom apartment. I have a great little dog, a perfect cat. I have a fabulous part-time job, and I get to work with the best people ever. What's the difference? Yeah, and you... Same apartment. And you you get to be on this podcast. I do. I get to be on a podcast. It's the same life, but it's my perception of that life. And what I yeah. think to do. And, and you know what? I think I think freedom um is the perfect name of that. Yeah. Cat. Because that is something that nothing unless you give it away, that nothing can take away right. from you. Right? That that's that's your agency, that's your power, that's your freedom in sort of in sort of having that. Um how many people have said to your face? Uh, uh, I've had the balls to say to your face, you've gone fucking crazy. Oh, oh, <laughs> my kids for one, my son at one point, okay, nice. my son at one point nice. was like, mom, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? He goes, I can't stand your hippy dippy life. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. It's my life. 
<laughs> it's that's usually the that's usually the parent saying that to the child. Exactly. Like people look at me like like I have I have a very eclectic group of friends. I have friends who um, have been there with me from, you know, the moment my marriage ended, right? And before, and I got them in the divorce, right? Like I was very fortunate that I got them in the divorce, you know, (laughs) and, and they, they support me, but they, I don't know that they fully understand, but that's okay. They don't have to understand. And I don't force them to understand, you know, my son yeah. is much more, my son actually, I believe is starting to come into his power, but his mental health is a little bit, um, which is a challenge. Sure. My daughter is a worrier. She worries about me, mm. you know, and, yeah. and the control part does not fall. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Right. Um, <laughs> well, she wants me to live the life that I want to have. She also doesn't want me to be, you know, homeless. And I get that. And I respect that. Yeah. But I also choose not to go down that road. If I have to get a full time yeah. job at a call center, that's what I'll do. I will never be homeless. Sure. Ever. Because I, I I'm prepared to do what I have to do. But I'm also right now, I my I am so empowered by the um, using hypnotherapy and NLP techniques to help clients because they're what helped me. So those things helped me. So I know exactly how powerful they are. That's yeah, and you got trained in it. Pardon? Getting trained in it and putting yeah. in the work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, stuff like this is not stuff that you can um, necessarily take a, uh, y- you know, uh, go to Barnes and Noble and read a how to right. book on. Um uh, the stuff is really, really, really powerful stuff, you know. And um, one thing I, I I love about the fact that you're doing hypnotherapy is I I, I don't know if if it's changed your viewpoint on the world, but like um, when when you do hypnotherapy and NLP on me with your sessions, I'm like. Oh my gosh, how much of the world, meaning uh, the world that's constructed by the media, is like NLP driven, hypnotic driven. It's like it they they leave these messages in your subconscious yes. almost to create yes. a state of fear, right? And and, and so it, it would make sense that someone who's either into that hypnotic state or someone who just cares about your your well-being would be like, "Oh my god, has she gone into toxic positivity?" Right. You know? And I I think it's one of the great things after going through uh a life altering, a multi life altering event is that you now get to still choose to look at the world through whatever fucking glasses exactly. you want, you know, and you've gotten educated on the modalities that helped yes, you get there. And I'm still not done, right? Like there'll be more. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, I hate to say this, but breath work keeps getting thrown at me. <laughs> Why do you hate this? Oh, because I don't like breath work because it brings up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oxygen yeah that, that too but it also brings up the, these this shit so and i'm also the person that okay you're gonna bring up the shit i might as well learn how to use it and manage it right I, yeah. and i'm not saying i'm yeah. jumping into breath work 
like now, but because I, I still have to get to the point where I like it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't. I really admit that. Okay. But that's the thing. Okay. It seems to be that breathwork just keeps coming into my peripheral vision, right? So it's likely sure. going to be something that I may start. I, I'm liking this. I, I'm, I'm liking these little leaps that you're making now as a result of these these uh, unconscious mm-hmm. changes. Um, what are what are some other intentional leaps that you're like, ah, fucking A, uh, you know, I don't want to lean into breath work right now, but it is a consideration. Yeah. You know, like when you're leaning into s- certain things, like what what's what's some of the new things that are coming up? Um, I mean, I have this I have this dream to to create this this program for people like myself who have been, mm-hmm. you know, you think you're going to be married forever. That's the vision, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you're not. Whether it's through divorce or death, or that's pretty much the only two ways, right? Um, And then all of a sudden, you're single. What do you do with your life, right? Like, like so. This this idea is in my head, and it just keeps. I every day I think a little bit about it, and have little post-it notes everywhere about what I want to do with this, because. There's there's people out there who have no clue how to move forward, and not because they're they're unintelligent or or not able to do it. Is because their life they had this vision of what their life was going to be. Like for me, it was like I was going to we were going to grow old and we were going to have those damn rocking chairs and we were just going to you know rock into the sunset, right? And that's not what happened. So now I have to recreate that. Then there's the, you know, finances, dating, sex, right? Like all of this stuff, right? Like how, what do you do? Who gets the friends in the divorce? Do the friends want to be your friend now, right? Like now it's all couples and then me, right? Yeah. So this is the piece that that next level for me is how do I help people take that next leap for themselves to be okay being single? Mm. What's what's really interesting is how all of this has come like f- really full circle yeah. I- into cert- certain choices that, uh, you know, 95 uh, uh, or 94 kind of d- driving that um, uh, d- driving a true victim of a crime. And and having um, having almost a callous, rigid attitude towards that, and then now um, almost having you probably would break down and cry, <laughs> like just thinking about the thinking about the person yeah. now, you know, because your heart is yeah. so full, you know. Um, I can go a little woo with oh, you today, sure. just a little bit, um, you know. And how much of this is coming full circle in terms of, well, hey. From the gift I learned in my divorce, I get to give that gift forward yeah. um, through what I'm going to do with NLP, yeah, um, uh, with with hypnosis, um, with the the things I was trained in social work. But now I don't have to burn exactly. out on it. Exactly. Exactly. It, it is the ultimate regifting. Now, do you do you believe that life? is uh these sort of full circle events that are kind of uh moving in uh, three dimensions so that you're always relearning and relearning and relearning and relearning um or do you I, I, do you feel like once you break that pattern it's anything yeah I, I don't know that it's relearning but it's 
always learning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. because if we keep repeating the pattern, what is it they say that, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's always learning and growing. Right. I like so that. I, like I made that. this choice and this is what happened. So next time, if I make that choice, do I expect the same outcome or what should I make a different choice? So okay. it's, it's always okay. learning. So yeah, it may look circular, but then just before that circle closes, it may just kind of take a straight line off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, what I'm thinking about is almost uh, um, a, uh, like a slinky. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how I'm thinking, seeing like, it. Like, like how it spirals yeah. forward and spirals backward. Yeah. Um, it, it's not a true circle um, because it's got a, a Z axis. We're getting nerdy we now. Uh, but it's got the a, picture I was seeing in my head was the slinky. It's because I found the frame, uh-huh. the correct frame, and I planted there you go. it in, you. <laughs> in, your, in your head. Now, what about the shame and the guilt now? Moving forward, um, uh, moving forward, I've uh, and uh, also with fear as well. Um, uh, I, I don't, I'm not this proponent that people become fearless. I think that fear oh, serves yeah. a good purpose. In oh, for sure. Lives. It keeps us safe. You know? Yes, absolutely. You know? And um, I've heard the term new levels. As you get to new levels, you have to deal with new devils. Oh, I haven't heard that. Right? Which is, which is just as you grow, so does the, the shame right. gremlin. So does the guilt gremlin. So does the fear gremlin. Um, what we talked about early on, you – hinted that it, it goes it actually goes away with with uh hypnosis and nlp did i get um, that right well, the moment goes away mm-hmm. right but but fear is always uh, going to be there right but now when i look at a fearful moment like if i was to close my eyes and imagine something you know five years down the road in a moment where i was i would typically have felt fear i can look at it now and go yeah, no, I don't see any fear. All I see is my strength, my power, my ability. I don't see the fear. It doesn't mean it's not a fearful situation. It just means that I'm I'm not feeling the fear. So now if and when that moment comes to fruition, I will take the lesson from it, but I may not necessarily take the fear. Does that make sense? Okay. It, it it makes sense, and I absolutely know that that's so much harder in person <laughs> when you actually do it. <laughs> you know, um, just kind of like standing. I'm imagining when I was uh, ten years old, I went to the two meter diving right. board. Right, you'll fear your legs shake, and you know that nothing is gonna. You're not gonna hurt. Right. Um, it's uh, belly flop, you know, and that just goes away after a little bit, but, um, it's true. It's, 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 how do you move forward with these things that, you know, you know, it's not going to hurt you. You have a new mindset. And also at the same time, it feels like the fire is three times. Right. Right. And you're going to burn, you're going to get burned 10 times worse, you know, but that's your ego saying, Oh, look at how big that fire is. Mm. So then we have to say to ego, okay, my friend, thank you for trying to keep me safe. I got this. I got mm. this. I'm, I'm not going to run into the burning building with, you know, no oxygen mask and no protective gear, but I've got that with me now through all the work I've done, all the lessons that have mm. gotten me to this point. I have my mask. I have my oxygen tank. I have the, the big coat and the boots, right? Mm-hmm. So 
yes, the, the fear is there to keep us safe, but it shouldn't paralyze us, stop us mm. from taking a step. Mm-hmm. Which is which it was doing for both you exactly and at different exactly points. yeah that that makes that that makes so much sense um, and I guess because it's you know it, I I want to ask this just because I want to ask this <laughs> like what is your <laughs> I don't know even how to ask this question <laughs> like what is your theory on how ever like every on how everything works like uh, i hope that you be more succinct with that but like in this conversation alone we've talked about how the power of the subconscious right i i know for a fact that you are woo i know who you're talking to in your head right now it right that you you know like um and, and even when you're talking about me being an elemental or a yeah. fairy or something like that you know um you being open to uh sort of this uh either new age um us as energy bodies um uh healers uh spiritual guides yeah. ascended masters you know whatever you want to call it um how much of all of this is just the unconscious um, versus like spirit guides and uh, chakras? And uh, I mean, do you, is, is that stuff all you all? I'm, I'm Not you all, but is that you believe I am in a combination well? of both okay. because I am a spiritual person. I, you know, like I get my chakras, I go for Reiki, I do, I have the energy readings, right? Like I do all of that stuff. I believe in it all. I have crystals on my desk, right? Like I have those things, but I also know that the science the nerdy piece of the NLP, right? And there's nothing that says mm-hmm. it can't work together. There's mm-hmm. nothing that says it can't work together because when you are, my opinion is when you are open to the other, not realities, but the different way of looking at the world, you know, um, it just opens you up for that much more. And then why not open up the, the nerd part of you? Why not? Why not allow it all to happen? That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so in many ways, like um, though NLP has strengthened, uh, sort of uh, the, the sort of schools of thought that 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 you use to practice, it hasn't made you more close minded. No. Oh God, no. Okay, okay. Um, it, I, I think it's really interesting, and I, I feel like I could talk to you for like hours on like just what your take on the universe <laughs> is, and like souls and woo and the unconscious and stuff like that. But it, it, they they're kind of sounds like a. I don't know. Tell me what you think about this. It kind of sounds uh, uh, like there's, yeah, it's like a yes and proposition, right? Like there is a lot of, there is, woo, yep. um, and yet if you don't believe anything in yourself, like in the subconscious, there's not a lot the woo exactly. can do. Exactly. The woo is, the woo is like, you can be as woo as fuck as they say, but if you don't, uh-huh. but if you don't, allow it to work it's just words it's yeah. like writing in your journal just words on the paper yeah. unless you yeah. internalize it and allow it to become part of who you are just like uh uh affirmations with exactly. no belief right you could write it in the journal but it's not 
if, if you don't have that internal unconscious belief that, yep, there's a part of me that can totally do exactly. This. It's just words on a paper. It's just words on a paper. I love it. I love it. I love it. Guess what? what? You've earned a bonus Ooh, round. Ooh, a bonus round. Do I get a prize? Yep. Yes, you do. More airtime. <laughs> Brought to you by Hooters. Woo-hoo. Hooters. Uh, now, uh, two for one special. <laughs> Contactless delivery <laughs> by Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have dro- oh, I have dropped the F-bomb today. <laughs> you have. Absolutely. You have absolutely dropped it. I was waiting for you to drop in the first yeah. minute. Um, so we're going to play How Do You Embody Joy? Um, essentially, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to finish the uh, not a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the beginning of a okay. sentence, and I want you to finish it okay. for me. You can be as succinct or as long winded as you'd okay. like. Uh, you can you can wrap it, uh, or you can say it in prose. However, you've been taught in the Joy Revolution okay. <laughs> to say it. <laughs> um, but uh, here's the first one. Okay, Joy smells like. Ooh. Um- Mountains. Hmm. Joe Fern? Pardon? Yes. Yes. Joe Fern approves. Oh. You got one point. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Fern, do you ever say no to these? Joe Fern, are you there? <laughs> okay. So, Joy looks like. Oh, a beautiful starry night. Yes, Joe Fern is giving the thumbs up. Awesome. Starry night, two for two. Um, Joy sounds like. This is going to sound really corny, but my grandchildren giggling. Oh, we will accept that with a warning. Do not telegraph anything by saying it's going to sound really corny. (laughs) We're talking, you're answering questions saying Joy sounds like. Come on, it's already corny. But that's awesome. That's awesome. You that's that's awesome. Uh joy tastes like oh oh vanilla I oh I saw this thing. okay vanilla ice cream with caramel <laughs> inside dipped in chocolate like softer. not covered in gravy softer. like you like you Canadians no dipped ice cream coat in chocolate oh my god it's so good where Dairy Queen. <laughs> Okay, then I'm I'm absolutely going to get them as a sponsor too. I have, I have in Atlanta. I I have it, and you got to eat it really quickly because it hardens up and then it starts to melt. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Um, Joy feels like. Joy feels like. Oh oh um, (sighs) bubbles in my tummy. Oh, at at the buzzer, she nails it. Joe Fern is giving me the yes <laughs> at the buzzer. So you went five for five. We're going to go into your next. You, this is the bonus oh, okay. round now. Okay. Because uh, you went five for five. So um, you know that a joy revolution is basically something that can be internal. Right. 
um, uh, internal subconscious changes that are happening to you, or it could be a full on revolution um, of, of, of widespread change that you are leading in the community. So when I ask you, Fiona, what is your joy revolution? How would you respond to that? Oh, so my joy revolution is, I mean, for myself, I started my joy revolution the first time I took your program a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it really showed me that there is such a huge difference between joy and happiness. And so my joy revolution now is helping people to let go of all the crap that's holding them back, breaking down those barriers that keep them stuck where they are so that they can, that this beautiful light will shine out of them. You know, like that was it the green lantern that has the light in his stomach. What is that him? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like this beautiful light beaming out of them, showing the world how special they are. That for me is my joy revolution. Amazing. And how does it feel to say that? How does it feel to declare it? Fucking awesome. A woman who came in and she came into this world feeling um, guilty, feeling guilty and shameful coming into this world, declaring a joy revolution of, 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 um, service to others. I, I fucking love it. Um, well, we've got all of the, all of your contacts in the show yeah. notes. Um, Fiona, I, I just wanted to like acknowledge you as a, person on the show and a, a, a friend who showed up to my dad's novena my god it was amazing um and, and also as uh, a person who has um taken time with you to, to see you uh grow and and has become your client um i i'm I'm honored. I'm honored and I'm privileged to see uh, this kind of explosive growth and the kind of damage you're doing with 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 all these locked up subconsciouses and all these people who are stuck right now. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to th- just thank you um, for being on the show. Um, you're getting a, a $20 gift certificate from our sponsor. <laughs> Hooters don't spend them all on oysters like you did last time. And, um, and I, and just thank you for being on the show. Um, now for everybody listening, I, I, I want you, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I want you to take care of your own subconscious, take care of your own selves. Yeah. And, uh, I, I still miss my pops. Yeah. And I, I still you know. miss my pops. I, I you know, I, yeah, I still miss my pops, but this is still this is part of the recovery now. And and so thank you for being a part of the recovery uh, and, and just yeah. listening for, through the show, allowing me to uh, present you with some amazing people. Um, so in love, in light, in shadow, in joy, for your sake, for my sake, for fuck's sake, for our sake, start your joy revolution. This is Mark and Fiona. We're signing out. Have a great one. Take care. Bye. Bye, everybody. you enjoy 
enjoyed the Golden Mike podcast. There's more good stuff coming your way. But until the next episode, let's stay in touch, yes? Find us on Instagram as The Joy Rev, The Joy Rev, or communicate with like minded revolutionaries in our Facebook group. Search The Joy Revolution Underground. And of course, don't forget to check out the classes, articles, blogs, and some serious fun at joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Now, until then, what will you do to change history for the better? Let's go out and play, shall we? Press start to begin.